This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello to you. Five past nine, another edition of Roots and Shoots coming your way. Sabby is still out in Kalgoorlie. The gremlins in the lines and the technology and all that are having some fun with us. But let's just give this a whirl. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Ro. Hello. Oh, there we go. Uh, Can you hear me, Ro? Perfectly clear. Ah. I've got you. Ah, look at us! My <laughs> lord, anyone would think that we do this as a career. This <laughs> is just our Saturday morning hobby. Ah, we roll with it. Our listeners ah, roll with it. It's all good. How are you, my ah, friend? I am so well because I haven't got up to massive frost on the ground for years. Uh, <laughs> since the last time I was in Cal, actually, which is just how I remember it. Oh, jolly good. I was dipped in and dipped out this week myself. Yes, I didn't get the yes. chance to come and say g'day. But... No, that's all right. I was flat out digging holes and spreading mulch anyway. So um, anyway, the job's done, Ro. Oh, yep, you're I'm, out of there. I'm out of there today. Oh, very yep. good. Uh, Very happy with it. Uh, There's going to be about 60 million birds coming into that site, I reckon, and uh, lizards, and hopefully it won't all die in the next month. (laughs) Very good, very good. (laughs) I I had the pleasure of attending um, the Kalgoorlie uh, Goldfields Chamber of Commerce, Kalgoorlie Boulder Chamber of Commerce, I'll get it right eventually, Um, Women's uh, Leadership Forum this week, and... Oh, my goodness. Were they a hoot? And do oh. they love Roots and Shoots? Oh, really? Special shout out to oh. all the wonderful ladies and the few men that attended in the goldfields. Uh, what what a wonderful day it was uh, yesterday. And so, yeah, plenty of laughs and plenty of hellos to you oh. coming through from the crowd. It's I a, told them they just need to drive around the corner and they could go and do that themselves. That's <laughs> exactly right. But I'm pleased they didn't because we were really on a tight schedule. Mm, mm, getting there <laughs> to get things done. So you, well, how many weeks did you spend out there? Two? That was Two, two and a half weeks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's really lovely to get back to regional communities. Oh, yeah. Because even though the town is now predominantly FIFO, I think, mm. I mean, there's a lot of FIFO up here, the essence and the spirit mm. of Kalgoorlie is still here. It was so lovely. Yeah, it's uh, just just a wonderful place with a really strong community spirit. Um, when yeah. you say you mix in all of those different things and the amount of people that <laughs> shared a story of going there for two years and, you know, yeah. 11 years or 20 years or insert number. But it all started with I'm going for two years. <laughs> yep, yep, and they're still there. And they're still there. Um, any uh, injuries to report? None. Ooh. Just um, just wear and tear. like <laughs> Stand down, like, work safe. Yeah, yep. well, you know, I just sort of creep into bed like a 90-year-old at 7.30 at night and go on my body. But bounce back the next morning row ready for like more. A no, I did trip over a lot of stuff, but actually <laughs> I actually never hit the dirt, which I'm so proud Oh, so proud. I'm pleased about that. <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a call this morning, now's the time. Jump on the phones, 1300 We've got a couple of open lines. You can give us a call and pose your questions to Sab. You can also send through texts on the usual number, 0437 Did you get a swim in it at all? Oh, no. I tell you what, the pool looked highly inviting, mm-hmm. but it would take about, yeah, had to warm. Well, by from about 2.30, it got to 23 one day. Mm. I did eyeball the, the pool off and I stuck my hand in and I came out with a frozen hand. So I decided, I decided not to. Uh, the kids were in there, though. Crazy. Crazy. And there was a very famous footballer up here who I've forgotten the name of <laughs> uh, with his kids and family. Okay. Because uh, Je- Jess, you know, Jess in football. Yes. Um, she said, oh, that's such and such. Oh, I went, Jess might oh. text me and we can fill in the gaps. <laughs> but no, she's, she's diving with the whale sharks today up in Exmouth. Yeah. Oh, good you on know, her. Some, some bosses are so good to their staff. Mm, some staff <laughs> are really good to their bosses too. <laughs> So true. Uh, let's um, let's get into your calls this morning. We'll get us underway. Is uh, David in Dianella who wants to talk 
passion fruits. G'day, David. Uh, good morning. Thank you for the program. No worries. Our uh, pleasure. My question, we've, uh, we, we moved into a property uh, in November and it had this healthy-looking uh, passion fruit on the uh, passion fruit vine. Yeah. It didn't fruit all summer. We watered it. It was well watered. Come May, we got fruit, big, beautiful-looking fruit, which never ripened and fell off a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just wondering whether huh. that was a problem. We overwatered it. Should we prune it? What should we do? Okay, so number one, you cannot overwater passion fruit vines. They're, right. uh, they're a tropical vine and they love moisture. It can be that they're just readjusting to being looked after really well. So they might be setting all their energy into the root system to get the root system as far and wide as they can. Now, what I would do, though, is I'd prune it pretty hard in September. Okay. Because you want the fruit in summer where it develops all the sugars. So, um, yeah. So a hard prune in summer and then whack the fertiliser on and away it should go. Okay. There is another vine at the back which didn't fruit at all. So, again, prune that and water it. Yep, same thing and fertilise it. They actually are really hungry feeders. Yes, I think I heard you say that once before. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. My pleasure, David. Good on you, David. Let's head down to Denmark. Jane's down there. G'day, Jane. Oh, good day. Good day, Sabrina. Hello, um, Jane. Look, I, for two years now, in summer, I've had an infestation of European rose beetles. And, oh, yes. And what I've been doing is I've just been picking them off and drowning them. But it's a huge, a couple of huge bushes. And I wondered if there was any way I could prevent it this year. I wondered if diametaceous earth would work, but... I've got bees, so I don't want to. No, you don't want to use diatomaceous earth with bees. You can use pyrethrum when when there's no bee activity because that's a contact spray. Um, The thing is, there's always bee activity. You will find very early in the morning there won't be and late in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, so okay. if you get up early in the morning or and, – and beetles are more active later on in the afternoon. So if you go, you know, around five thirty, six o'clock, you will find that the bee activity will slow right down. All right. Beautiful. Thank you, Sab. Thank you, Jane. Uh, we've got a text here. Sab and Roe, please help. I have a row of lily pilly along the side of the house, not on a slope or near a driveway. Conditions on the other side of the fence are consistent. One end is yellowing and losing leaves. The other looks lovely and healthy. Questions. One, can I rescue them? And two, if so, what do I need to do? I'm assuming poo is involved. Thanks, Martina <laughs> in Leeming. <laughs> I like that. Uh, That's very nice. Um, Yes, there's nothing wrong with hurling a bit of poo around. Uh, That always makes things go well. And uh, now, if you've got... If you've got a hedge and you've got some things that are doing really, really well and others that are not, it's usually to do down at the root system. So you're going to have to... um, have a little dig around and investigate and then um, then when you just see if there's any cracking or peeling of bark or something like that. But I would spray the ones that are not doing well with an anti-rot spray. So get a, a wetting agent. Uh, don't fertilise just yet. It's too early. Check the root system, hurl a bit of poo around the place and see how that goes. Okay, there we go. Um, Another text, is it all right to lop branches off my Manchurian pears? Yes, but don't lop them off halfway. 
because then you get this really stupid growth that comes from that. So what you need to do is you need to take out if you're going if you need to lower the height of the tree, then you need to have a look at the entire shape of the tree and you prune it down to a bud that's going to face growing the way you want it to grow. So don't do a lollipop cut or <laughs> you know a short back and sides because you are not going to get a good shape. Okay. Um, so just, yeah, you can take out entire branches to the trunk and thin it out that way, but be very careful with the old short back and sides. (laughs) All right. Let's go and talk peaches with Alison in Issachar. Hello, Alison. Oh, hi. Hello, Alison. Hello. Yeah. I bought a house about a year ago in Issachar and it had this fully established peach tree in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And when it fruited, it got to the, about the size of a golf ball and then they either fell off or when I picked them, they were full of these black bugs, black grub things, sorry. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering if there's anything I can do. It's flowering at the moment and I don't want it to happen again. I'd like to be able to eat the fruit. Yeah. So are they actually in the fruit? Yes, they are. So it's not fruit fly? I haven't seen any fruit fly around, but it no. Could but the, so, like what's it. the what's the bug look like? It's a black grub thing. It's a little tiny black grub, and it's full of them. Oh, so it could be the vinegar fly, because because fruit fly are not black. So it could be vinegar fly, or I don't know what's laying that. Yeah. It's like a, is it like a like a maggot? Type thing, yeah, but tiny, weeny weeny, yeah. Hmm. Um, I'll have to do some homework on that because if it's not, it could be vinegar fly, but yeah. the wrong time of the year. Yeah, because it started fruit. I can't remember. It probably started fruiting in about oh, whenever they fruit. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember because I've only had the house for about a year. But when I got there, they were just starting to fruit. I think it must have been about October or something, and it was October, November. That, right. No, it would have been about around October that I saw them, and they were just full of bugs, full of grub things. Grubs. Black grubs. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and do you know what variety it is? I wouldn't have a clue because okay. I haven't seen a fully established fruit. Oh, right. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah. they're all grubby. I'm going to get back to you on that next Saturday and um, do a bit of homework on that for you. That would be great. Thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, Alison. Uh, Kathy is in Waruna. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Hello, Kathy. Um, I'm ringing up on behalf of my partner who has got his Pride and Joy lawn has got a weed. I've emailed through a picture of it. Oh, he's got a weed coming through and it's sort of taking over, you know, in the lawn. How can we get rid of it? Oh, that's all right. That's um, That looks like uh, clover. Uh, or if it gets a little yellow flower. Um, no, that's just, yeah, it looks like clover. I don't think it gets a flower, no. It never it doesn't get a flower. Okay, so there is a clover killer. There's a... Um, it's a selective herbicide for clover. What sort of lawn is it? Sir Walter. Yep. So you, so there's a specific selective herbicide for Sir Walter for the, for the buffalo grasses. Can't give you a product name, but if you go to a nursery, tell them you've got Sir Walter and you've got clover through there, which I have to tell you does fix nitrogen in the soil. So... Um, but you've got a lot of it. <laughs> See, it would appear, Kathy. Um, so you either go to a agricultural supplier because you're in Waruna or you'll have to, I don't know of any nurseries there, you might have to go to a hardware store, but you've got to look for clover killer for buffalo lawn in particular. Awesome. Thank you so much. No worries, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. Peter is in Frio. Hello, Peter. Hey, good day. How you going? Good. Sensational, Peter. Excellent. Um, I'm a school gardener. 
and I'm in charge of a couple of ovals. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I've got lawn beetle or not, but I've got little mounds of dirt coming up everywhere. Ah, no. Now, Perth has had some rain, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, just a bit. And so what happens is the the um the worms don't like getting uh drowned so they make little mounds in their little holes so it's yeah. not cuz people blame the poor old um mole cricket but mole crickets are not active at this time of the year. So yeah. it'll be worms that are trying to get out of the, you know, out of the... Um... Good old earthworms. Yes, which which is a good thing, Peter, because Frio soil is hideously awful. Yeah, the school's not in Frio, it's out um, North Cottesloe. Well, similar, similar soil type. And and I've had um, I've had the same with the worms at my place. So after inundations of rain, the the sand actually holds some moisture, particularly in lawn, because lawn creates its own biomass underneath its own compost. Um, So I wouldn't do anything about it, Peter. All right. Thanks very much. No worries. Sabby, Kim's just coming off the back of that high row and Sab, will the clover killer for Sir Walter also kill Oxalis in the lawn? Uh, it should do, yes. Okay. There you go, Kim. Uh, let's go to Bob in Hammersley. Hello, Bob. Oh, hi. How are you going? Um, good, Bob. Uh, that's good. Uh, um, this is the first time I've called, so I'm a bit nervous. Um, oh, oh. Don't be nervous, Bob. <laughs> no. Just have a chat to us. Okay, then. Uh Prunes, hard pruned my roses in April to get rid of the chili thrip, and I was reasonably successful with that. Yeah. Can I? Do I have to prune them again now? Because this is the usual time you you cut them back, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So uh, usually the end of July. Now okay. I know that roses are still flowering profusely and looking <laughs> beautiful, but yeah. um, honestly, you're just going to have to bite the bullet. Toughen up, pick the roses, <laughs> put them in a vase inside and go, I don't care that you're producing these beautiful thrip-free flowers. Uh, I'm going to cut your head off anyway. It's better okay. to prune than not to prune. Okay. Thanks for your help. Love the show. Cheers. Yes. But you, pleasure. Bob. I was worried then, Sab, that you were just going to be going too hard at our mate, Bob, <laughs> who plucked the courage to call for the first time and then you are telling him to harden up. <laughs> Oh, look, someone's texting and saying, surely Sabrina can give the active ingredient name for the, uh, mm. you know, for the clover killer, which I actually can, bromoxanel, so B-R-O-M-O-X-I-N-A-L. There we so go. So that's the active ingredient, not the product. Yeah. So I don't get to trouble. <laughs> Very good. You feel like a citrus question yet, Sab? Hmm. Why not, Ro? Why not? Come on, lay it on me. Uh, June Mac and yelling up. Can you please tell me how to sweeten my oranges? There's a lot of fruit, but not very sweet. What can I do next year to improve the taste? Okay, so a lot of the reason for that is, number one, um, yelling up has gutless sandy soil, so you need to increase a little bit of clay content, certainly some uh, uh, compost and poo, chicken poo. Oranges (laughs) love chicken poo. But you've got to be really careful that you don't put too much nitrogen on because nitrogen can thicken the skin of oranges and make it a little bit bitter. So you're much better off with a slow controlled release fertiliser that is mineral-based and has all those trace elements in it. Okay. Uh, Sab, Kathy wants you to give her some advice on a tree for Scarborough. Ah. Um, can you please recommend a tree to plant in the middle of a paved area, west side of the house in Scarborough? You're chasing some nice shade and roots that won't 
uproot. Is that even possible? Uproot the paving. Of course it is. There's lots of little trees that you can put in. Now, of course, in Scarborough, again, there's luscious sandy sand dune soil, uh, salt-laden winds. uh, It's not really a harmonious place for trees. But uh, so if you want a deciduous tree, you could put in a bohinia purpurea or bohinia blakiana. If you want a lovely little dome-shaped evergreen tree, then you can put in the Irish strawberry tree, Arbutus unido, um, or one of the, um, the, the little dwarf sugar gum. So make sure you get the dwarf one because the other one gets to about 40 metres high. The dwarf uh, red flowering gums tend not to like really alkaline soils. They prefer gravelly soils. So I'd steer clear of that. Beautiful. Sam is in Jero, our mate. He's given us a call. Hello, Sam. Yeah, good morning, ladies. I was hoping to get on after the after the pick of the week so I could. <laughs> hey, well, Sam. Still, still, still text in your comments, Sam. Yeah, yeah, of course. We always want your feedback. Before that, though, Sam, before you jump in, is this appropriate for you today? Happy birthday to oh. you. Ah, oh, happy it, it birthday, be. I'm not, Sam. I'm not quite sure how you work that one out, but there you go. Me either. We've got intel all over the place. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do. No, yes, it is. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the quarter of a century today as well. Oh, Good on you, Sam. Big happy birthday <laughs> yeah. from us. And you can even ask a question. Now there's your birthday oh. gift. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I've got some pineapples, which I've grown from a cutting you just cut the top off with the leaves stick it in a yep. jar of water and it starts growing roots yeah um i've since transplanted that outside into a pot with potting mix in it and it's gone this horrible yellow dying color um just um, wondering how to kind of resurrect it or whether it's just completely gone no 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 it's only completely gone if you can actually pluck one of the leaves out, and it just and when you look at it, it's all sort of rotten and mush, mushy at the bottom. If that is the case, Sam, in the bin. Um, now, what's happened is the when it's in water, it's in sort of a neutral um, pH, and then when you put it in soil, it's suddenly got stuff hugging its roots. So there's going to be a transition from water to soil. And also don't forget it's winter, even in Geraldton. So um, it'll be an adjustment period. Now, do not do anything. Don't fertilise it. (laughs) Don't overwater it because it is a bromeliad. So it may be that even though you've grown it in water to get the roots started, I would put it in a nice warm place with a little bubble wrap tent around it so it stays nice and warm. So it, it is it is in it, it is in potting mix. It's not straight in the soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I realise that. For a few years. Yeah. I've been in there for a few years. Well, no, no, we've got we've got others. We've got a bit of oh. a, got a bit of recycling thing going on. Well, we've got, oh, okay. we've got ones that Mum planted a couple of years ago, which we're now harvesting, and then we're yeah. regrowing those. Right, okay. Growing those heads off the pineapples. Okay, so now pineapple heads, unless you trim them properly, have a habit of, of rotting. So when you take the head off, you've got to take all those lower leaves out and then you let the stalk dry out a little bit before you plant it up. Otherwise, they can rot. So yours may actually be rotting, which is why it's going yellow. It won't do it any harm to pull it out of the pot and have a look at it, Sam. Okay. Have a look at the All root right. system. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to that this afternoon. Yeah, yep. And, and then and have time for your birthday cake and cheers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yes, Sam, no. just so you're not laying awake in bed tonight trying to wonder, wonder, work out, you know, how we know these things, your cousin Sophia from Nearabup <laughs> sent us a message earlier and she wanted to shout out her cousin Sam in Jero <laughs> and say, happy birthday, mate. Hope you have a ripper day. <laughs> Yes, no, thank you. Thank you, Sophia and Co. if you're listening. Sure you <laughs> Good on you, Sam. Have a great day. 
Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. See you later. <laughs> and we look forward to Sam's feedback. In fact, we might just drop one text in and jump straight into your pick of the week, Sabrina <gasps> Hahn. Um, Justin, on our way there. Hi, Sabrina. How can you stop parts of a diosma hedge from dying? Well, it's a diosma hedge. <laughs> And you know what I'm going to say next, <laughs> don't you, Ro? Uh, doesn't sound too promising is all I'm thinking. <laughs> it's a diosma it hedge. Rip the bloody thing out. <laughs> They're hideous anyway. They're a live fast, die young, all right? Mm-hmm. So, um, no, look, I don't care. So <laughs> I'd put a decent plant in in its place like why don't you put in either Westringia hedges or the or the Melaleuca little Nessie hedge or an Escalonia anything else but diosma <laughs> oh, good stuff all right Sam let's do it it is that time again it is Sabrina's musical pick of the week pick, pick of the week <laughs> No, you're going to dig this. Here we go now. The question that I always think when that song is playing, when that sting is playing, Sab, is do you know what song we're about to play? I turned myself <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> that was a very dramatic pause. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you immediately thought she didn't know. She yeah, didn't I know. did. I thought, oh, I really uh, have thrown it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was having a little sip of my tea. Oh, very um, nice. Um, yes, I do. I do. Now, in honour of mm. Kalgoorlie, ah. I think at one stage had the most pubs in any regional mm. town in Australia. Um, I've dedicated, I found a song that's about pubs, really, at the end of the day. Uh, and the reason I chose this song is because I was in a pub yesterday because we knocked off early, Ro. Oh, of course. Uh, and this this song was playing and I thought, how appropriate. <laughs> so um, so we're going back to Gyroscope a few years and it's called Baby, I'm Getting Better. It's a ripper pub song. It's oh. very, very suited to Kalgoorlie. Very good. Let us know what you think, everyone. 0437 Sab's Pick of the Week. Sabby. It's an absolute banger according to the first text within brackets, as the kids say, which I thought was very amusing. (laughs) 0437922720 if you want to share your uh, assessment of Sab's pick of the week for this week. Jane says, love this song, dancing and singing in the bathroom, husband suffering. (laughs) Great pick, Sab. Love a bit of gyro. Takes us back to our younger Triple J days listening. Sandy and Reggie Dog in Scarborough. Um, you know, for ABC Perth listeners, if they were with us at five past six this morning, Mickey kicked us off with our regular segment of Saturday Sounds with uh, rock. That was the topic today. I won't even go into how we got to that topic, but it was rock. And so from, yeah, quarter past six, we've been pretty heavy on the radio and our listeners are okay with it. Been hammering it, it. Yep. hammering it, Ro, and They're... I wasn't even there to play. I know, I know. Mm. But you've just uh, continued on, which is brilliant. <laughs> Deb and Kalaroo agrees. Great song, Sab. Local band, uh, love it. Yeah. Everyone else is a little bit slow, but, you know, they oh, might oh, be Sam, just turning back Sam, on. Sam's been quick. He said it's an interesting song. Oh. He, he was pleasantly surprised with this week. So <laughs> not quite sure how it relates to a pub. You didn't listen to the, the first lyrics. sentence. Yeah. Uh, you've got to pay attention, Sam. You've got to pay attention to my songs. If you, you want to make it out. through the next quarter of a century, <laughs> <laughs> raise the bat at 50. <laughs> uh, very funny. Uh, we've got Neil who's been waiting patiently, so we'll jump back to him. Hello, Neil in Eton. Good morning, good morning. I haven't good heard morning. that song since last time I was in Cow. Oh, it is the Cow song. It's a Cow pub song. It's awesome. I couldn't actually remember when I said I went to a pub. couldn't remember which pub because I've been to a couple because uh, I like to support the local community. <laughs> Equally. <laughs> Equally. Spread the love, bro. Spread the love. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me which pub either. But anyway, <laughs> um, back to the broad beat. 
Broad beans it is. <laughs> okay, broad beans. Bring it on. I think I think we've got sooty mould, but I don't really know what it looks like. But they're, uh, about, they're just starting to flower, and it's all up the stem and in the flowers. Ooh, and, so there are viruses, there's yeah. fungal diseases. Is there black spotting? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so a little bit tricky with broad beans, but uh, you can – so you can try mancozeb, you can try lime sulphur. It depends. How how long have they been in the ground? Um, about eight weeks, I suppose. Okay, not too late. Not too late. <laughs> there's there's hope yet, Neil. So um, so you need to put a fungal spray on them. So either mancozeb or lime sulphur. Okay, and yep. that might. Might do the trick, eh? Yeah, might do the trick, but you'll need to get onto it pretty quick. Also, when you've got rain and cold nights, I think it was cold in Perth this week as well, wasn't it? Well, it's been damn cold down here, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, not as cold as Kalgoorlie, I have to say. At one degree when I got up at 6am, I took a photo of the car to send to Jess up at Exmouth with the, with the frost covering the entire car. Um, so anyway, get on, to that, get on to that today if it's not going to rain, Neil. Thank you. Okay, okay. Thanks, Thank you. Neil. Couple more texts. Uh, Patty Hannon had a smile. <laughs> the gyroscope. I like that. Uh, well, that's good. Someone else has just flat taken your inspiration and said they're off to the pub to watch the Dockers. <laughs> got me in the ah. mood. I'll be at an early game. If anything's going to get you out of that mood, <laughs> probably by quarter time. Oh, right. Maybe put gyroscope oh. on you. Uh, phone yeah, and your I playlist think so. and yeah, while you're watching Pep it. yourself back up if you need to during yeah. the breaks. So sad. So it? sad. Mm. <laughs> well, I think that's why Jess has gone while watching. She smart. wants to be as far smart. underneath the water as possible. <laughs> she won't even be thinking about football. Nope. Um, Ram is in Northam. Hello, Ram. Oh, you there, Ram? Sounds like Hello. you're in the car. Uh Ram, or oh, you might be out of out of um, might be out of range. Might be out of range. Mm, never mind. Mickey did say that Ram had pulled over and was travelling, so Ram might have got impatient waiting for us to come to oh, um, the call, and then kept driving, and we've managed mm. to cross in one of those annoying spots where there's no reception. So we'll Can't see how we helped. go. That's it. Uh, Sabrina Kay says, "Can could you please tell me how to kill slash get rid of an acanthus mollus plant? Have I said that right? Yes, you have indeed. Now the acanthus is an interesting plant. So you know when the when the Roman soldiers used to go off to war, the plume that they that they engraved everywhere and and also had on the helmet was the leaf of the acanthus because it grows all through the Mediterranean and it is a it's a perennial but it dies down in summer and then comes up in in autumn so uh, now, it is definitely a tricky little sod to get rid of, and the original acanthus have little spiky things on them. Uh, and I put one in my garden, and for how long now? It must be 12 years I've been digging it out. Mm. So because I don't use herbicides in my garden at all, right? I reckon if you used a herbicide with a sticker on it, because it has it, it shoots from um, like a bulb. It's it's a corm in the bottom of the ground, so it'll die down to that, and then poop, up it comes again. <laughs> so I reckon digging is the best method. Uh, wear gloves because it's prickly. If you are going to use a herbicide to spray on it, you will have to put a sticker like a so it sticks to the leaf and doesn't roll off the leaf. But you would have to be persistent and you would have to use a non-selective herbicide. So if you're going to use that, you've got to make sure you don't spray it on the plants around it. So in actual fact, just keep digging the corm up. Okay. I reckon. There you go, unless, Kay. Unless you've got thousands of them. If you've got thousands of them, then you might have to spray. Mm. 
All right, 1300 720 if you've got a question for Sabby. Uh, morning, Sabrina and Ro. Can I transplant a frangipani now? If not, when is the no. best time, Ashley and Bassendine? Mm. Okay, Ashley, do not do it in wintertime because it will sit there and it could rot. So the best time for you to do that is in any time from October right through to April. Okay. Uh, Artie would like to know, do we have potato black spot disease in WA? Uh, we do have lots of fungal diseases. I don't know about potato black spot though. Okay. Uh Anyway, well, whilst I'm talking to folks, yes. I'll just I'll just um, have a look for that. Oh, the other the other problem with 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 common names of fungal diseases mm. because black spot is a very common sort of a thing. Uh, it can be one of six to ten different fungal diseases. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm sure either one of our learned listeners or you yourself will be able to clarify that for us soon enough. Absolutely. Um, Claire in Stoneville on our way back to your calls. Uh, Not a very interesting song. That was the gyroscope one, but pretty good. Pretty good and bouncy despite not being interesting. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Um, Sab, can you help my Hoya to get better? In Hanging Basket, in Orchid Mix, it has some leaves turning red. I haven't given it anything. Uh, okay, so red is – there's nothing to be worried about with the red leaf. Remember that Hoyas are a tropical plant and they they will often do that in winter, particularly if you've had quite a few cold mornings. Not really anything you can do about it. You've just got to go out there, talk to your little – talk to your, your – little plant your little hoyer and go just hang in there little little fella or girl or whatever um (laughs) spring is coming soon and you will be happy again so i wouldn't worry about it okay uh ram i think we've got you back hello yes morning ladies Uh, Ah, good morning ram i got three things to say i'm not nervous i called call your program before love it oh good one (laughs) One, your song pick normally dreadful, but today is better. <laughs> so it's okay. Good job. Fair enough. Yep. yep. Number and the two. second thing, I, number two, my lemon tree, I can see the flower, see the little lemon, and that's it. Then everything will drop off. Why is that? Well, how old's the lemon tree, Ram? Uh, it's about yeah, uh, two years old. Hmm. Uh, okay, it so done that a couple of times like this. Um, now, which lemon is it? Uh, my is it Maya? Maya? Maya lemon. Okay, yeah. so I reckon by about year three you should be okay. Sometimes, right, okay. sometimes the flowers drop off. The citrus will do that a fair bit. Limes, in particular, do it for about six years. Um, oh, okay. And they need to develop a really good. Uh, a, a good root system. Okay. So I wouldn't be too concerned at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when it come, when you, we get to August, Ram, yes. give it a, yep. a light. So with citrus, you give them little bits of fertilizer, so no more than yep. a handful of fertilizer around the drip line of the tree. That's where the canopy comes out. And you yep. do that once every three months. Okay. The third thing. Someone, yes. This is a true story. You can yeah. laugh. <laughs> yeah. Someone took the egg the, at the Woolworth, took the yeah. egg to the counter. I won't say what race. Then people say I'm racist. I'm not. Yeah. And say, where is the mother? Because she didn't know how to say, didn't know how to say chicken. So took the egg oh. to the counter. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. I like that. Now, that, see, that's quite cryptic, isn't it? You'd have to be on the ball. So where is the mother? And you'd be thinking, oh, well, you wouldn't be thinking of a dead mother, would you? You can't. <laughs> you know that you'd have to be on the ball. I don't know if it's because I only had five hours sleep last night. I'm glad you and Ram had you kind of, yeah. Ah, that's very funny. I'm, I'm still shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I like it, Ram. Well, well done. 13 well minutes done. to go. 13 minutes oh, to go, dear. people. That means 13 minutes till I can put my brain to oh. rest. And 13 minutes if you need to get a call in, that's all you've got. Uh, yeah. So now, hang on. Before we go any further, I've been Googling. So oh, yes. there's black dot, there's silver scurf, there's scab bacteria, and there's a blight, which is sclerotinia. But no black spot, but a black dot. That's from the Ag Department okay. website for growing potatoes in WA. Uh, so um, if you go to uh, the Ag Department or Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, mm-hmm. they have a whole topic on Midwest potatoes, seed production, pest and disease management. That would be the page I would go to because they have picked Pictures of what all those things look like, so you can ID. So, um, as it would appear on what I've looked at in flat out three minutes, uh, we don't have <laughs> black spot, we have black dot and silver scurf, scab bacteria, and sclerotinia. Right. Um, so, and just while I'm prattling on, um, <laughs> for people that want to find frogs. Johnny Profumo's got a rewilding workshop on today. Oh. Probably too late for anyone to do anything today. <laughs> From ten to twelve thirty. Well, you're cutting um, it fine. You got twelve yeah, minutes. Yeah, cutting to it catch fine. Me. But on the twenty second of July mm-hmm. at Woodlake, yep. yeah, next Saturday, Woodlake Village Community Centre at Ellenbrook, he's doing the rewilding frog friendly garden workshop from eleven to one thirty. So. Um, Get on, get on down, I say. <laughs> get on down. Rewilding's a big thing overseas. Okay. So um, now you have to. Uh, well, the one, the one today. <laughs> but you won't make it to. <laughs> you won't make it to. It's at the Rise Community Centre in Maylands. Oh yeah. Um. So. Anyway, look, look for. Um, I reckon I, don't I could know. just look- about. Get there if I left right now from you could. the studios you, in East Perth. You certainly could. And so Johnny's I'll enjoy your workshop. Saturday. Sab will, be, yep. Sab, will, Sab will hold the fort for the next 10 minutes and I'll see yep. you all next. Yep. Uh, see <laughs> it's interesting, the whole rewilding movement. Tell me so, about rewilding. Um, so rewilding is where you set up uh, your garden so that it's habitat friendly. So right. that birds, frogs, lizards, oh. bats, um, uh uh, what are not numbats, um, bandicoots, can come into your garden and, and actually be safe from predators right. and hopefully breed Restore in your Restore the natural ecosystem. Yeah. So Johnny Frog's doing those, you know, because his deal is the frogs on mm. how you can – and not just motorbike frogs because people think of frogs as land-dwelling, but most of our frogs burrow under the ground. Right. Yep. They're not hanging around on top there. So um, very important ah, that we very all do good. that a little bit. Yeah, and next week we'll give, we'll give that a plug again um, yep. earlier in the show, next week earlier. to remind you, for those earlier. of you in Perth, yeah. uh, that you can get along to an 11 o'clock start. Yes. Um, Jean is in Margaret River. Hello, Jean. Hi. Hello, Jean. You, <gasps> so well. I am so well. That's good. Um just an um, inspiration, I have a small courtyard garden, um, north-facing. It's shaded by peppy trees on the other side of the wall. Um, mm-hmm. Small garden, but just some ideas of what I w- should plant in my small garden. Okay. So in and around the peppy tree or...? No, no, the peppy trees on the other side of the oh, wall. I see on the other side. So is yeah, the but, garden... But shaded by the Okay, shaded so it's shady. Party, yep. party yes. Okay. So you could have the lovely dwarf Darwinia citriodora. Citriodora. Darwinia. Okay. So, well, you, if you, if you, yeah. And mm-hmm. you can have um, the Philotheca, or I think it's called Eriostomon now. You can have Corazima. <laughs> Yeah, you won't have. You'll have to podcast. You'll have to listen to the podcast. I think. So I'm going to give you a few things. So you can have Corazima. You can have Coria. 
You can have um, the other that lady's acanthus. She can't get rid of it. You can have because that'll <laughs> pop, that'll pop up everywhere. You can have scovola. You can have dampira. Um, that should get you started. Okay, that sounds good. I've got. Yeah. Well, I will listen to the podcast and get the names so that yes. I recognise at the nursery. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Okay. Perfect, Jane. Thanks for giving us a call this morning. Beth has done the same and she's in Netherlands. Hello, Beth. Uh, good morning and thank you for the program. I'm trying to grow basil and I'm having no success. I can grow a rocket, it, it grows wild, but I can't yeah. get basil, basil seedlings to germinate. Bought some um, the seeds to germinate. I bought some seedlings and they all died. What okay. am I putting or not putting in my soil that basil doesn't like? Okay, so basil will not grow from seed in winter because basil likes heat and humidity. Now, basil seed will germinate if it's left to its own devices and not given too much water in in late spring and then it germinates in summer. So they do not like the cold weather. They also need really free-draining soil, and I would have thought in Netherlands that's not going to be a problem. Um, (laughs) They need full sun, but most of all, Beth, it's the warmth. So if you hurl the seeds around somewhere that's slightly neglected and doesn't get too much water in spring, they will come up. If you grow the seedlings um, from about, I wouldn't put them in until October, you'll have success and and then whack them in full sun. I know that there's a lot of seedlings that are available all year round in the nurseries, but things like basil just will not grow for you in winter. Ah, that's the answer. Good. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Beth. Thanks, Beth. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. We've got uh, a few texts here that are, seem like fairly simple ones, so we might be able to get a – oh, we've got a few minutes. Um, you might even be able to sneak in a cheeky call if you give us a call, 1300-222-720. Um, for Sue in Success Sab, how do I propagate Moreton Bay fig from seeds or cuttings? Oh, cuttings are really easy, but not at this time of the year. So a Moreton Bay fig cutting you need to take, it needs to be quite a big one, 35, 40 centimetres, because you're going to put 20 centimetres of that cutting under the soil. You do it sort of mid to late spring, strip off all the lower leaves, whack it in basically sand and coir peat, Um, and it will germinate. Seed is really quite arduous because you have to ferment the fruit. So you pick the fruit, put it in a jar with water. Um, Still, you know, you can have to wait till it's warmer. Ferment the fruit for like, you'll see it'll, well, you'll smell it really, Um, for a few days and don't make alcohol out of it. Uh, And then you (laughs) spread the seeds on a paper towel, dry them out and then sow the seeds in a seed raising mix. Very good. Uh, Hi, Sabrina. Best time to strike holly tree cuttings, hard or soft wood, Linda in Kalamunda? Oh, Holly. Well, Holly, I should imagine you'd need to take the cuttings in winter. I don't know about the seed because a lot of the holly that we get now, they're sterile. Mm. Um, So I don't know about seed at all. But cuttings, I would try some winter cuttings go down into the semi-hardwood, take them 20 centimetres long. And if that doesn't work, then take tip cuttings midsummer, where they're only like five centimetres long. Mm. All right. Lovely. Uh, Mike says, good morning, ladies. What shrubs can I plant along the southern side of an east-west fence? Shade a lot of the year and sun during summer. Okay. I'd put in either one of the calistamins mm-hmm. because they'll, they'll cop that. Uh, Brainier Ironstone, B-R-E-Y-N-I-A. What else could you use? Maybe, no, that won't do well in winter. Uh, There's also the the flowering quince. 
Oh, yeah. If you put in stuff that's dormant, that goes deciduous in winter, although he may want a permanent screen, but deciduous in winter and then gets its leaves in spring and summer, they don't care that they don't get any sun in. Mm. And the the flowering quince is a tough, beautiful shrub. Okay, there you go, Mark. There's some options mm. for you. Uh, let's try and solve Jamie's olive tree problems down in Dunsborough. Hey, Jamie. G'day. How are you? Good. Yeah, good, Jamie. Excellent. I have uh, two oliveless olive trees. I'm not sure yes. If you know the, uh, yeah, and, I know um, which ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought them quite uh, quite immature. Yeah. Uh, so about uh, you know quite skinny uh, trunks, and they are. Uh, about maybe uh, four to five foot tall. Yeah. Very, very skinny, needing to be held up with a stake, and they just don't seem to be uh, to be doing much. So how long ago did you say you bought it? So they would be probably coming up to two years old. Okay. Did you improve the soil or not? I did when I put them in there, and I've been trying to uh, uh, improve it along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just not sure whether this is something that uh, will take time and then come uh, some warmer weather. Yeah. going to uh, excite me or? <laughs> well, they're certainly a slower grower. There's no doubt yeah. about that, Jamie. So I think you'll find that this summer that they'll, that they'll start to grow. It takes them a little while to develop a decent root system. So I think it's just a matter of patience. Can you over-fertilise uh, over or over Yes. Uh, over water, yep. definitely. You can over fertilise and over water olive trees. Good on you, Jamie. Thanks very much for giving us a call this morning. Uh, Sab, we've got a minute to go, a couple of quick ones to get through. Anne yes. says, Hi, Sabrina, is it too late to prune a desert rose? Yes, way too late. Wait. <laughs> You're going to uh, wait until March next year. Okay. Jenny says, When do I prune my mulberry? I'm in Geraldton, 150 metres from the beach. Oh, gosh. Um, prune it now or if it's really big and rapacious, prune it midsummer. All right. And Nathan says, can you ask Sabrina what the best soil to put in my garden bed? Um, got yellow sand from my for my lawn? Oh, okay. I would actually get lawn loam, gingin loam. Okay. There we go. Look at oh, you. done. Fired through go. those last ones. <laughs> and I'm someone else fire. is having a boast just to say, I can grow basil all year round in Dongra oh. as long as oh, I Dongra. keep it in a sheltered, sunny position. Yes, true. Mm. Dongra. Not quite Nedlands. No, not quite. So safe travels home. Thank you, my darling. I look forward to being back in the studio next week. Oh, I do too. It will be fabulous. Thank you, Mickey Cusack. Thank you to everyone at home. Have yourselves a fabulous weekend. It's now 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.